Welcome to the Live Well podcast hosted by the Healthy Campus team of Wellness Services. My name is Liv Taylor and my pronouns are she, her. I'm a fourth year general science student here at MRU. I am also a senior lead peer health educator with the Healthy Campus team. I wanted to acknowledge that we are on Treaty 7 land and we're excited that you guys are here with us today. The Live Well podcast is a series focused on the voices and experiences of our students, staff, and faculty here at MRU. We intend this series to be conversation-based, informal, and all about the experiences and insights of our Mount Royal community. I am joined today by Julia Rand and Lindsay Barnes to discuss family violence as part of our two-part podcast series to help raise awareness for this topic. Thank you guys so much for joining me today. Thanks for having us. Before we start, I'd like to give a disclaimer that some of the topics we're discussing today may be triggering or difficult to listen to for some individuals. If you or someone you know is experiencing family violence and you aren't comfortable listening to this podcast, please feel free to skip to the end to learn more about the resources that are available to you. With that being said, Julia and Lindsay, if you wouldn't mind introducing yourselves, your pronouns, and your majors or your affiliations to get us started, and we can start with you, Julia. Thanks. Um, my name is Julia Rand. My pronouns are she, her. I am the coordinator for the Stepping Up program, which is a violence prevention program here at MRU. And I'm also the interim coordinator for Dating, Domestic and Sexual Violence Response Services. And uh, yeah, I guess that's me. Thank you so much. And yeah, Lindsay, if you want to introduce yourself. Uh, yeah, my name is Lindsay Barnes. My pronouns are she, her. I am a final year psychology student with a minor in history. And I kind of came through this uh, as part of the Stepping Up program, so I've been associated with that a little bit. Yeah, and I'm just, I'm excited to be here. I'm excited to have you here. So our focus during this podcast is to help educate our listeners about what family violence is, how enduring family violence impacts an individual's health, and to provide some resources for individuals who might be experiencing family violence within their own lives. So to start, Julia, I'd like to ask you, how can we define family violence in an inclusive way? What does family violence mean and what might that look like in an individual's life? Family violence is an incredibly broad term. Um, It's kind of an umbrella term to describe all different kinds if a person is experiencing any kind of abuse really within a family context. And in that case, uh, family context can be like any kind of trusting relationship where people feel like that they have to rely on each other. And when somebody experiences family violence, their well-being, security and survival are threatened. Yeah, and I think that that's a great definition, especially how we're trying to be more inclusive in terms of what family means. And I know, Lindsay, we discussed this during our meeting before the podcast, but I think it's important to talk more about that aspect of family. I think that that often gets lost in translation. So you said, Julia, that it is intimate, but Lindsay, what does that really look like in terms of those intimate relationships? Is it friends? Is it family? Is it intimate partner relationships? Yes, kind of. Any any relationship where you have any sort of codependency, I think, would count. Any sort of reciprocal relationship where you're giving emotionally, taking emotionally. And that can look like really anything. It could be a close friendship. It could be a family member. It could be a partner, multiple partners, depending on who you are. So it's really hard to define. So it's a very individual way of looking at it, of what does it mean to you and what does a person mean to you? And are you in any way vulnerable to them and susceptible to any kind of hurt that could come in? Yeah, and I think what I'm gaining from from this definition that you two are providing is that it's almost this fluid kind of concept that's contextualized to an individual's circumstances. 
But we do obviously want to have that concrete definition that can help people identify if this might be going on in their own lives. So with that, Julia, can you describe what the violence aspect in family violence is? Because I find that the word violence really conjures up this image of physical violence. But from what I know, there are many kinds of violence or abuse, and it might be helpful to provide our listeners with what this might manifest like in their own lives. Yeah, so just kind of a brief shorthand, there's abuse can take all kinds of forms. It's not just physical. A lot of people think that if it's not physical, then it's not abuse or it's less impactful and really runs a whole spectrum. So there's physical violence, sexual violence, psychological aggression, stalking. It can take all sorts of forms, emotional abuse, emotional violence. Yeah, things like that. Yeah, and it sounds like, you know, in this new modern era that we're in alongside all these different forms of violence and how violence might manifest, I know, Lindsay, we talked about digital violence as well as a component of this. Do you want to tell me a little bit more about that? Yeah, we because we're so connected and there's so much access to information, that is kind of a new, not new, but a a relatively new problem of different types of violence that relate to stalking or harassment. Identity theft counts as a form of violence. You have access to things that you wouldn't have had before. So something like a lot of people don't know that financial violence counts as violence. So someone who's trying to control you with money or stealing from you. And with the access to online tools, that's so much easier now. And I bring this up because that's actually a situation I had where I had a partner steal a substantial amount of money from me through a, I think it was PayPal or whatever service that they managed to get access to, and that caused a lot of disruption. I didn't know that that was an offense. And so in talking to the the police, they're like, this is actually constituted as partner violence even after the fact. So it, it takes forms in a lot of different ways that people don't realize I think. And it's, it's really important to talk about different ways that things are impacting you. Yeah, and I totally agree. And, and I wanted to thank you for your vulnerability and in, in sharing that with us today, because I think it's important. It, it serves as a reminder that violence is not just physical violence. And, and if you feel as though you're experiencing family violence or intimate partner violence in any way, physical or not, we want you to be able to reach out because that violence can have a great impact on who you are, your health and your well-being. So now that we have a better understanding of what family violence really is, I do want to talk about the health and wellness impacts of family violence. And I'd like to share a few statistics about our MRU population and their experience with family violence. So this NCHA survey given to MRU students found that 39% of students report that their intimate relationships negatively impact their academic performance and 26% of students report that they have been in an intimate, meaning dating, romantic, or a couple relationship that was emotionally or physically or sexually abusive. And this is obviously very troubling to hear because this means that over a quarter of our student population has experienced some form of family or intimate violence in their own lives. And I do speak for myself here when I say that sometimes it's hard to identify how a situation is really impacting you when you're still in the situation itself. So Julia, can you tell us a bit more about how family violence might impact a person's health or well-being and what aspects of their well-being or their health would be impacted as a result of that? Yeah, I think about things like self-blame, shame. A lot of people have a hard time 
coming to terms with that this is something that's actually happening to them. So being able to identify that this is that there's abuse in my family, that can be a really hard thing to admit to yourself. And, and it can affect uh, help seeking behavior as well. And it can go so far as to make it so that people have a view of violence that is kind of accepted and normalized. So it can impact their future relationships as well. It can also impact things like mental health if you're exposed to it regularly and over a longer period of time. There's a chance of developing PTSD or complex trauma response. So that can negatively impact kind of every aspect of your life. So yeah, it's quite a thing to have to deal with. Yeah, it really sounds like this is a the multifaceted issue. It's more than just physical well-being or, or any concerns with that. It can affect your worldview, like you said, really down to your core social identity, how you view yourself, the world around you, how you view other people and future relationships. And I really liked how you touched on that aspect of help-seeking behaviors and social isolation. And I think that disconnection point is is really important to talk about, especially with regards to future relationships as well. And Lindsay, I was wondering if in your experience, if you feel comfortable sharing, if you experienced any of that as a result of your family violence. Yeah, I I think we as students, we understand what stress is like. We know how difficult it is and how hard it is to manage when we have a lot of stuff going on in our school life. So when you're when you're experiencing something on a regular basis or even even in the short term that is causing more stress, it basically just takes away your ability to manage that. So the consequences of that and being trapped in something like that is that you're not going to be as focused at school. You're not going to be able to make it to classes as much. You're going to have a more difficult time managing your mental health. So it's just, it's a compounding factor in a, a situation for students that's already really difficult. Yeah, I think that, you know, turning our perspective to the the student experience as well is really important there. And, and I appreciate your perspective on that, being a student yourself who has experienced family violence. And I know from my experience, I've worked with a, a nonprofit organization here in Calgary, Gems for Gems, who, who works with domestic abuse survivors. And I've always found it to be so difficult when when we're talking with them and they share these experiences and they say things to me like, I just felt so alone. Like I was, you know, maybe going to school or going to work and I just felt like I I couldn't connect with anybody because I just didn't feel like myself anymore. And then, like you said, the impact that that has on the rest of your life, you know, if you feel like you as a person, you are not yourself, how can you go about your daily life and doing these tasks and, and what's expected of you? So I think it's really important to talk about that and and shed light on that. And I appreciate that you two are are here with me doing that today. So with that being said, I I do want to offer some guidance for the future and, and hear your opinions on this as well. But these students that are experiencing family violence and are going through this, they might feel disconnected. What can we do for them? What can we tell them? What resources can we offer them? And, and Julia, we can start with you for that as well. Um, um, there's, um, there's a number of uh, workshops that are offered where we can um, help our peers to understand um, that they're not alone and we can help um, to understand how to respond to disclosures of family violence, intimate partner violence, sexual violence. Um, and so the first thing to do is to hold space. And so you just listen and um, 
the next thing you do is you validate and you say like this, I'm really, really sorry that this has happened to you. And then um, you offer support. And so in that case, you can say something like, um, you know, sort of outside of my scope of practice or my realm as a student, but I do know that you can talk to Dating, Domestic and Sexual Violence Response Services on campus and you can talk to Calgary Sexual Assault Response Team if this is a sexual assault or sexual violence that you've experienced. That's CSART for short. And there's also student counselling that is available here on campus. And Fear Is Not Love is another organisation in Calgary. They were formerly the uh, Calgary Women's Emergency Shelter and they're They do provide shelter, but they also have an whole thwack of programming that is meant to support people who have experienced violence. We work with them a lot, and I just think the world of their approach and their programming. Yeah, and I I appreciate you sharing all of those resources. Do you mind telling the listeners, where is Dating, Domestic, and Sexual Violence Services located on campus? Mm -hmm. Um, Dating, Domestic, and Sexual Violence Response Services is up in the um, Wellness Services office. So my office is in U216W, and so if you just go into reception, U216, they'll be able to direct you to my office. Awesome. And I also wanted to touch on what you were saying there about how to respond to someone if they're confiding in you and, and disclosing this information to you. If if you yourself, you're not experiencing the violence, but you know that somebody is. And I think that's equally as important when we talk about resources or strategies and what we can do for the people around us. And I was wondering, Lindsay, with respect to that, were you ever in a situation where you confided what you were going through to someone and did they respond to you in this helpful way or or what advice could you give our listeners maybe on that note for for supporting someone in their life who's going through family violence? Yeah, absolutely. The most important thing is to remember that people are probably going to respond a lot better than you assume. When you're under stress, you would think things are going to go a lot worse than they are and it's easy to to get like You guys have both said before that kind of isolated feeling and feeling like no one else is experiencing this. And the statistics say that a lot of people are. Um, So there's a very good chance that someone understands what you're going through. So, yeah, disclosing is really difficult and admitting to yourself is really difficult. But the response you're going to get from people around you is going to be positive. They're going to help you out. And if they're not able to support you in the way that you need, they're going to be able to direct you maybe to other services or know someone who will because there's so many lines of help out there that you can reach out to and that they can help you find. Yeah, and thank you for that. I think that just like you said, being able to direct people to other services, even if you can't necessarily provide the support that someone might need if they're confiding in you, that's exactly why we encourage people to listen to the Live Well podcast is to have a chance to educate themselves on these resources and how they can help their friends, their family, whoever they know that might be experiencing these things. So I really appreciate having the chance to talk about that with you two here today. And I'm even more excited to get into our second part of this two-part podcast series where we can get into some more specifics about the topic itself. So I did just want to give a special thanks to Julia Rand and Lindsay Barnes for joining us today for the first part of our two-part podcast series on family violence. The Live Well podcast is run by the Healthy Campus team at Mount Royal University. You can find us online at livewell.buzzsprout.com. We are also available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks to artist Scott Holmes for our theme. The song is called Feeling Sunny. You've been listening to the Live Well podcast. I'm your host, Liv Taylor. 
Thanks for tuning in. Thank you.